Welcome to the Entrepreneur's Cafe, where master business coach Erica Ross Krieger and her special guests teach you how to create true entrepreneurial wealth from the inside out. Grab your favorite podcast beverage and get ready for the Entrepreneur's Cafe. Now here's your host, Erica Ross Krieger. Welcome to the cafe, wealthies. Well, grab a cup of something yummy, sit back and prepare to be inspired. Actually, today, I want you to sit forward and prepare to be so excited you're going to jump out of your seat because I am. You know, we've sat here weekly in the cafe for nearly two years now, and I continue and we continue to talk about true wealth from the inside out. Sometimes on entrepreneurial mindset, sometimes we have episodes on how to grow and protect your bottom line. Today, we're going to address what our awesome guest calls the new energy of money and specifically open up the conversation about cryptocurrency. Now, I'm convinced there is no better guest to have this conversation with than our guest today. So let me introduce her. Featured in Time Magazine and USA Today and Good Morning America, Hallie Evelyn is a transformational wealth coach, speaker, podcaster, and writer who helps people clear their old patterns and beliefs so they can call in the financial power that brings freedom. Clearing the past experience of money makes it possible for her clients to cross the bridge to money's future, which Hallie sees in decentralized finance and cryptocurrency. Drawing on over 30 years of business experience in software, real estate, film production, and travel, Hallie's amazing work with a variety of intuitive modalities is both deep and extremely fast, with clients experiencing powerful shifts in their thinking, feeling, and behavior regarding wealth. And I can testify, with just one session with her, life opened up big time for me. Her latest programs include Wealth Reclamation and Crypto Curious. And her podcast and YouTube show is Goddess of Crypto. After her awakening in Egypt, Hallie wrote the spiritual travel memoir, Red Goddess Rising, which tells that story and all about the subsequent trips that she's led up the Nile for over a decade. A former blogger for the Huffington Post, she's also the author of A Hundred Ways to Be in Joy and her latest book, Nutriglamorous. How to be beautiful inside and out. I'm so excited. Welcome to the cafe, Hallie Evelyn. Thank you so much. I'm super excited to be here. This is marvelous. Wow, you just like made me sound like a celebrity. I'm so grateful. Thank you. You're, you're very welcome, darling. You know, we could probably go on for seven episodes here to continue this conversation. Totally true. Right. So why don't we start off with this? Why do you link the statement, the new energy of money and the word and cryptocurrency? Because a lot of people in this audience, including me, know nothing about crypto. Yeah, I love that question. It's a super place for us to take a deep dive into the pool. Basically, it's because of a download I got. I assume that your audience is going to be familiar with that term, but I can say it in more layman's terms if you would prefer. Sure. I Yeah, I have some people who will get it and a few who might not. Okay, so that's fine. So basically, I got an intuitive hit a little bit of internal guidance from what I have taken to calling the goddess of crypto. And it almost knocked me off my bike. I was taking a lovely bike ride about, wow, I guess about almost a year and a half ago. And all of a sudden, 
I had this awareness that the financial structures of our society, of, of Western civilization in general, were really starting to crumble and that the, they were going to be upgraded. And the way that they were going to be upgraded was through blockchain, decentralized finance or DeFi, and cryptocurrencies or crypto. Now, that's a big thing to unpack, but I like to translate everything into plain English, which is why I use the phrase, the new energy of money. Most currencies, the dollar included, but every, like historically, have about a 150 year lifespan. The dollar has had over that already, but we can see with hyperinflation and all of the craziness that's been going on the last few years, we can actually see a lot of similarities to some ancient currencies that ended up failing pretty spectacularly. So what we're doing right now with thinking in terms of the new energy of money is kind of getting ahead of the curve. If you were around during the rise of the internet, and I was because I was actually running my very first company, I was a small pup and I was running a software business and I knew nothing about software. I basically fell into entrepreneurship and running the company and got made president. It was like going to you know, the school of hard knocks for my MBA. It was really mm -hmm. a cool time to be alive. And during the middle of that, the internet becomes mainstream, like 95-ish, 1995. Right. And during that period of time, like in 1995, there were 14 million people on the internet. I was one of them. Mm -hmm. So there was almost no adoption of the internet. And at that time, people were running around saying, you were crazy town because there wasn't enough room on your desk for the wonderful typewriter that you had and that stupid newfangled computer. So why would you have both? That yep. was the kind of thing we were hearing about. And yet over the next 15 years, the adoption became really almost universal. Now, not everywhere in the world, but certainly almost universal in the United States. And we're basically in 1993 when it comes to cryptocurrency, decentralized finance, and blockchain. So when we talk about crypto, it's kind of like lumping all of that stuff in because they're all interrelated. And yeah, I'll just stop there for a minute. That's awesome. And I love it. I so understand that space and that understanding that I have of kind of being a front runner in something that you know is going to take off. And I'll kind of sideline us for just one second. I was one of the first 5,000 people to ever use Twitter. And we all knew each other back then. That Me was too. way <laughs> back. I probably knew each other. That was way back in the day. I love being on the front end of things. Although I have yeah. to say about crypto, and this is a next question for you, is there's a piece of me that thinks, oh my God, am I too late? And what if I have other listeners right now who feel that way? Like, whoa, the whole, like, there's a whole world here. I don't understand that's been going on for a while. And I almost feel like I'm too late. So will you address that? Absolutely. I hear that from a lot of people, but you know, like, were you too late in 1993 on the internet or 1995 nope. <laughs> on the internet? No, nope, you really weren't. You turned out to be super early. And that's true about crypto as well. Now, listen, I study this stuff practically like religion, like literally I'm learning at least two hours a day. 
And one of the reasons that I'm learning two hours a day is there's that much new stuff. So now that I've gotten kind of the basics down, I'm still like, you know, I absorb information like a sponge. And then my job is to like explain it to everybody in plain English so that it's understandable. I've even had people who came to my Crypto Curious uh, intro masterclass and said, oh, I've already owned Bitcoin, but now I understand why. Like that's how, you know, people are just going in without really getting why they're there. And that's perfectly understandable. But we are not only not too late, we're early. The guy that owns the most Bitcoin in all the world, and Bitcoin was the, we call it the OG, the original gangsta crypto, because it's the first one. And that dates back, the white paper, which was the first mention of Bitcoin, dates back to 2009. So it's still you know, very early on, crypto's only been around for just over 10 years. And it's only now starting to hit people's awareness as in what the heck is this? And why should I care about it? That question is starting to happen. Like I've been on TV in the last couple of months in North Carolina and Tennessee being asked by, you know, the local ABC or NBC affiliate, what is crypto and you know why should we pay attention so it's starting to trickle down past i'll call it the big cities into other areas it's starting to be something that people are paying attention to but we are still really early on the guy that that owns the most bitcoin in all the world is a man named michael saylor and he has actually not only just bought it for himself he's invested his company very heavily in it so 10 years from now we're going to look back and he is going to have one of the most wealthy if not the wealthiest company in the world but that's a while from now. Right now, he's actually just out there evangelizing Bitcoin every day, just like I am. He said last summer, we are at the first pitch of the second inning of the baseball game. And so now it's a half a year later, three quarters of a year later, maybe we're at the bottom of the second inning, but you are still way early. Most of you are out getting your hot dogs and your drinks and you haven't even come into the stadium yet. And that's perfectly fine because the action will get super exciting later. What I want you to hear today, if you hear nothing else, is to go learn a little bit more than what I'm going to share with you today and start beginning to open yourself up to the new energy of money. And here's why. We are building the energy of the wave right now, and it will become a tsunami. This was the information that the goddess of crypto gave me that knocked me off my bike. There is a tsunami coming. You can learn to surf or you can get knocked over by the wave, but that is your choice. And I want to see you learn to surf. I will not teach you the specifics, but I will open the door for you so that you can learn what you need to learn to begin to understand this new energy of money. And that is what is coming for us. And it's coming, it's building energy. Right now, if you looked out over the ocean, the water would be flat and smooth as far as the eye could see. But out in the middle of the ocean, the tsunami is already building. So let me ask you something. Would it be appropriate today to cover maybe three or four key terms? I know I've heard words like, blockchain and even Bitcoin. And when we may have listeners, including me, which is great because I'm as naive as the next guy, like, Mm -hmm. can we get an understanding of what that means? Sure. Absolutely. And 
you can, anybody who likes, it's aimed for women. It, I only interview women. However, it is extremely accessible to everyone. You are welcome to go to goddessofcrypto.me, goddessofcrypto.me. That's my podcast. It drops every week, 17 platforms and YouTube. And it is all about this. In fact, I just last week did a full crypto vocabulary episode and I have two more coming up in the next month or so. Every other week is an interview with somebody who's in the space. And again, we get them to break it down like so simple. And that's what I'm going to do for you right now. So okay. awesome. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Let's talk blockchain. Blockchain is basically an accounting ledger. I wish it was sexier than that, but it isn't. It's also <laughs> a wait for it chain of blocks. So it's actually kind of does itself, you know, credit because it, it explains what it is. But what does that mean? Basically, normally an accounting ledger online is held in a table format. And in this case, it's held in a series of nodes that are linked together. They're linked together by keeping a little bit of information from the previous one on the current one. And then when that gets locked into the block, it then moves on, or sorry, locked into the sequence, then the next block will keep a little bit of information from the previous block. That ties it to, with the previous block. It also indelibly time stamps it. When I say indelibly, there's some principles that are really important to understand with the basics and blockchain is the most basic part of crypto. This stuff is what's called trustless and permissionless. And trustless means there's no gatekeeper. You'd think it's trustless. That would be bad. We want something trusted. No, trusted is hi, you're an entrepreneur and therefore you can't own get a mortgage because no bank will loan to you. That's a trusted gatekeeper stopping you from getting a loan. Uh -huh. Trustless means anybody can do it because there's no gatekeeper involved. Permissionless means you don't have to have the permission from those gatekeepers usually of how to participate. It's a crypto in general, blockchain in general is designed to be fully transparent. You can audit it publicly. You know how we couldn't get, I don't know, Donald Trump to show his tax returns, or we have no idea what happened to all the money the Fed printed. 30 to 40% or more of all the money printed in circulation was printed in the last two years. So right now, hyperinflation is actually a lot higher than they're telling us. Like we can't even track any of this stuff. It's so frustrating. Blockchain is fully transparent, which means anybody can see any transaction. And when it gets locked into the blockchain, it can never be changed. I won't get into the specifics of why you can look that stuff up online, but I will just say it's the least likely stuff to be open to fraud when the blockchain itself is built properly. Like don't put a back door in it that somebody can get into, but normally it really is a fraud deterrent. And that's so important because it means that you can trust the process of it. A lot of people are afraid that you know, Bitcoin's a Ponzi scheme. It's not. And it's at the point now after over 10 years where it's, it's a lot more reliable than our money and the paths that our money has come through. Now, again, I know that's a lot of information, but it's so important that what you hear above anything else is 
all Bitcoin is, is a new way of using, spending and saving money. So blockchain is what all cryptocurrency is built on, which is a new type of ledger, nodes instead of tables. That's the basic difference. So it's an, but it is an accounting ledger. And then Bitcoin is the first cryptocurrency, but Bitcoin has its own blockchain as well as its own coin. And now because of the success of Bitcoin, we've started to see other cryptocurrencies come out, mostly built on a different kind of blockchain called Ethereum, which also has its own coin. The two coins that you may have heard of would be Bitcoin and Ethereum first. So let me ask you a question right there. So there's there's two important things for me that I, one is a question and one is a takeaway, even at this point. Entrepreneuring for over 30 years, I have certainly had my share and investing in real estate of the challenge of going to a bank and saying I'm an entrepreneur and, you know, getting a loan for purchasing a new piece of real estate. And it's always been a challenge. So this is kind of an exciting thing from my perspective, because now for sure that is not going to be an issue or couldn't possibly not be. And then the other is more of a question and it, it, May, well, I'm not even going to say what it may sound like. <laughs> It'll be what it is. In my head, when somebody talks about a coin, I imagine that it's something I can hold in the palm of my hand. So that's not true, right? Bitcoin's not a thing. Like when somebody says, oh, I went and did mining. And I, that's another term I would love to just quickly ask you about. When somebody says, I went to do mining, they're not talking about actually going into the earth and digging up a, a thing called a Bitcoin, right? I love your questions, Erica, really. They're just amazing. And this is the kind of stuff that I wish everybody was asking all the time because it's so, so important. So you mine on a computer and it, that's the difference because it is digital, it is not physical. But I want you to think about this. Erica, if you went right now today to a bank, you put $5,000 into the bank, you would think that the bank would be keeping your $5,000 safe in their vault in the bank. Absolutely not true. They would take your $5,000, they would transfer it into ones and zeros because it's just data, right? And we have a billion dollars of data flying through the air in the stock market every single day, flying through the ether. It does not physically exist, which is why if you were to hack into that computer and change somebody's bank account numbers, like we always see in the movies and everything, how would that change where, oh, I had $40 million in this bank account and oh, no, the hacker got in and now I have zero. How can that happen so fast? It's because it's data. Somebody didn't physically go in and physically carry out $40 million from the bank, right? But your $5,000 even would not be kept in the bank. It would be turned into ones and zeros and the bank would then be allowed to loan it out. Not just part of it, not just all of it, multiples. And I can't tell you what multiples because they don't tell you because it's not transparent. However, multiple multiples of your $5,000 would be loaned out. And then the bank would take compound interest to the point where like if you, for every $100,000 you spend, you borrow from the bank, you're paying back more than twice that in interest, right? If you have a regular mortgage, right? A $100,000 mortgage, you pay over $200,000, about $210,000 in interest yep. total, or sorry, in interest in principal over that next 30 years. So they're making 
bank. Why do you think they call it that? They're making bank <laughs> on your money, but you are being offered one quarter of 1% on your $5,000. And by the way, it's also depreciating at uh, somewhere around 20 to 30% over the last two years total, no matter what they tell you, even if it's 7%. You know, my theory is I know there's different pieces to inflation. I get that. However, my theory is you do not put 40% more water on the, in the pool and say, oh, it only rose five to 7%. So that's kind of like some logistics that I'm working with. And, and listen, if you don't hear anything else today here that I'm asking you to question, you're being told. Because another piece to this that I think is important is that the Federal Reserve is neither federal nor does it hold anything in reserve. And that's who's in charge of our money right now. So I think a lot of crypto people ask a lot of these questions. And when you see how frustrating the answers are, Bitcoin becomes much more desirable because Bitcoin is clean, it's transparent, and it's appreciating, which your money is absolutely, your fiat currency is absolutely not doing. When I say fiat currency, I mean the dollar, which is not backed by anything. That's a complaint people have about crypto. It's not backed by anything. And when you look at Bitcoin, Bitcoin is not backed by the dollar, but the dollar was backed by gold until 1972 when Richard Nixon said, well, we've spent all the gold in Fort Knox, better decouple <laughs> our money from it. And now the dollar is backed by nothing. So there's a lot of education that happens. And I'm trying to like, you know, cram it all into of the course. first 30 minutes. So you get some basics. But what I will say about all of this is you're experimenting at the very beginning of this gathering of the tsunami. And there's a really interesting quote from Hemingway in one of his books, a guy asks another guy, how did you go bankrupt? And the other guy says, gradually, and then suddenly. And I think that's exactly what we saw with the internet. You know, things reach what Malcolm Gladwell calls a tipping point. We've reached the point of people asking about crypto, starting to talk about Bitcoin, starting to make some small investments. We've reached that point, but we have yet to reach the point of the big tipping point of the tsunami. But when that happens, it's going to happen very quickly. And that's when it will be too late. Now you're still early enough in that bottom of the second inning that you can come in, take your seat comfortably, read your program first, and then start watching the game. And when I say start watching, I mean, get yourself some basic education always, here's a crypto term, D-Y-O-R, do your own research. Uh, don't take my word for anything. Just go out and look and you'll see that what I'm telling you is the way that it is. I'm telling, you know, I'm sharing facts more than I'm sharing my opinion here. So right now, if we're going to like wind things down and not because you and I don't have way more to talk about, just because my episodes are tend to be short and I know everybody listening in, this is exciting. I want you to make sure you do everything that Hallie is saying, including listening to her podcast. I may have her back if she'll grace me with her presence for a future episode. I want to make sure though, that I'm going to get a few more tidbits here if I can. And one of them is where should people go to learn and what are either must do's or don't do's? And I, I don't like to frame it in the negative, but 
I think that's also an important thing is, is there anything somebody should not do or like to be careful or, or not? Yeah. Yeah. So the big thing is that there's, there are a lot of scams out there, but the scams are people-based and they're no different from somebody reaching out to you on Facebook and saying, hi, you have a beautiful smile. I'd like to be your friend. And then trying to catfish you for your life saving. So they'll do that with crypto too. No problem. So what you want to do is remember that you don't need to give your money to anybody else. The whole point about crypto is you can invest your money directly in the thing. A good place to get started if you're interested in a central service that will give you access to most of the cryptocurrencies and Bitcoin is the only thing that I ever actually recommend to people because it's the cleanest crypto and it's the one that everything else is based on. And it's also the one that has appreciated the most and is expected to continue to appreciate because it is literally a depreciating asset. There is a limit of 21 million Bitcoin that will ever be created, mined, created, about the same thing there. And we're already up to 19 million and it's going to take another 120 years to mine the other 2 million. So we are getting to the point where it is at the moment, it's very, very down, but it will be continuing to go up and up and up and, you know, over time. So I do recommend that you buy Bitcoin. I do not recommend that you give your Bitcoin to anybody or that you give anybody money to buy Bitcoin. You can buy Bitcoin at over 72,000 ATMs. There are Bitcoin ATMs in your town. If you look, you can also buy through Coinbase or crypto.com. Those are good ones to get started. These days you can buy through Venmo, through Cash App, through PayPal. They all will allow you to buy Bitcoin and they'll Pretty hold amazing. it for you on their you know, cloud servers. Yeah, it is. It is. So I love the idea that you'll invest a little bit at a time, like $50 a week, $50 a month, whatever you can do. That's enough to get started. And then just don't give anybody your anything and keep your information like completely private. Don't save it on your phone. You know, you want to like write it down on a piece of paper and stored in a fireproof, you know, container so that nobody can get it. And other than that, you want to learn. Learning is the most important thing that you could do right now is educate yourself. And women's special point of attention for all of you. I I mean, this is what I teach all day long to my clients. There's no need to be afraid. You might not have been taught about money because your mother wasn't, your grandmother wasn't. We've got a long line of women who weren't, but today is a different day. Today is a new opportunity. The new energy of money actually is very feminine in nature. We didn't have time to talk about this, but it's really accessible for women and you need to do very little to get involved with the basics. So The thing I would say you must do everyone, men and women, is be unafraid. Take a little bit of a chance, just a little bit, to get started. And once you get your toe wet, I'm sure you're going to want to learn to surf. Oh my gosh, that's just so exciting. Thank you. You know, Mm -hmm. one thing uh, I'll turn to, to the audience for just a second. One of Hallie's celebrity clients has a quote on her website and that celebrity client is Kim Coles. Now, for those of you who were fans of the show Living Single in the 90s, Kim played character Sinclair and she wrote a quote on Hallie's website that I love and it says... I call Hallie my spiritual chiropractor. She gets and keeps me well aligned with myself 
and truth. How awesome is that? And that is what Hallie did for me in just one session. I'm hoping that that is even a smidge of what you get out of today. Hallie, I can't thank you enough, really. Any parting words? Oh, I know one thing I should say. You mentioned to me, you've got a freebie. We're going to give our listeners the new energy of money. I'm going to post it, a link from me to Hallie on ericarosscoach.com forward slash Hallie money. Do you want to tell us what that is? Yes. And if you are hearing this and you want to go right away, you can go to halliemoney.com and download the new energy of money. It's actually, it's a document that I wrote for women to get them out of their own way so that they would understand that this is the time for them to begin to invest in that new energy of money. So it's just some really powerful basics around where we're going. And, you know, I've had a lot of men download it as well. Happy to have you take a look at that as well, gentlemen. I just want all women everywhere to know that the tide is shifting in our direction for the first time. We have access to our own money. We have access to our own entrepreneurship. We have the right and the ability to do what our dreams have been guiding us to do. And the new energy of money is the way to facilitate those dreams. Because of course, we're a a money spending culture, we're a money creation culture. So you want to be able to have money to do all the things with it that you desire. Because really what, what is money? It's freedom for us. So ladies, that is for you as well. And I encourage you to go and grab your copy of The New Energy of Money and learn more. Hallie, thank you so much for being here. My pleasure. I'm so grateful and I love what you're doing. I think it's just so important. So keep it up. Thank you. Well, wealthies, always remember that success is in your nature and true wealth starts from the inside out. All of the information from today's podcast will be in the show notes, including the link to get Hallie's free gift. So thanks so much for tuning in. And until next week, be well and be wealthy. Blessings to you all. Thanks for listening to the Entrepreneur's Cafe podcast. If you like the show, please rate, recommend, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts so we can spread the positivity and the love of entrepreneuring from the inside out. Until next time, my friends, listen to your big entrepreneurial heart, follow your passion, take that inspired action, and be boldly and brilliantly you. You can get more valuable advice and inspiration from Erica's free Entrepreneur's Toolkit over at ericarosscoach.com forward slash toolkit.